Warning. This podcast discusses paranormal activity and other topics some might find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Hello everyone, this is your host Ashley B, and welcome to my very first listener story episode. I want to take a second and thank you for submitting your stories. I cannot wait to hear more. Our first listener story is from one of my very own friends who wishes to remain anonymous. Here is her tale, The Little River Park Ghost. There is a well-known park located in Lawrence, South Carolina, right within city limits called Little River Park. The park lays at the bottom of a huge hill right outside the Lawrence City Cemetery. The cemetery has a lot of lore in and of itself, however, this story I am sharing with you today is one of my own personal experiences that didn't involve any lore that I had ever heard of before. I love to run and walk in the Little River Park, and have spent hundreds of hours in there since 2012 when I started working in Lawrence, South Carolina. Recently, I have even bought a house within walking distance to the park. One sunny day, during my lunch break, I was doing my daily run through the park. It seemed just like any other of my runs, like I had done countless times before. However, as I made my way up the hill towards the cemetery, I was greeted by an unexpected presence. As I rounded the top of the hill, I screamed out of fear. There, standing in front of me just beyond the top of the hill, was a shadow figure, and he was holding a large stick. He was backlit by the sun, so I could not make out any features, so all I could see was the shadow. I turned to run down the path beside the cemetery, but as I looked back over my shoulder, he was gone. There was absolutely no way he could have been alive, because there was no time for him to go anywhere around there without me seeing him. He simply vanished. Okay, first off, girl, why are you running alone in a cemetery? (laughs) This is how an episode of Dateline starts. Do you still run through the park after that? Oh, seriously, I don't know how you run through a cemetery, but also... I don't know how you were able to think clearly enough to turn around and run away. Like, no, thank you. I believe there's this third fear response, and that is freeze. And that is exactly what I would have done. What's funny is that as I say that, I realize I am the one who is possibly living with more than one spirit. And yet, here I am listening to this story of you running through a cemetery, and I'm like, that's a whole lot of nope for me. (laughs) So I'm interested to know If you've actually looked around there, if maybe there is a grave right around there, and if this spirit is from the grave within the cemetery, of course, there's a bunch of people who are buried there, but I'm just wondering right around that one area. Maybe I need to pay you a little visit and we go check it out. Maybe. I cannot wait to hear more of your story, so please feel free to share more. My next listener tale is from Brittany. 
And she, like my last listener, said she has multiple experiences. Please send all of them. I love hearing about them. Not only is this fascinating to me, but it really helps me feel a little less crazy. We know that this is not something that is regularly talked about, especially where I am from in the South, right in the Bible Belt. But as you and I have discussed before, when you experience things like this, it can be very isolating. So hearing your stories and others, it really helps me. And I really hope that they will help others. Brittany's story is The Manor. When I was 10 years old, my family moved into a haunted house. This is where I lived until I went to college. It was an 1890s Victorian manor, and from the moment I stepped into the three-story home, I knew it felt different. Before my parents purchased the home, they brought me to a house tour, and I was blown away by its mysterious charm. There was just so much to see. As I was exploring, I climbed the winding staircase to the third floor and easily got lost in the expansive space. Once I reached the top floor, which happened to be the ballroom, I knew I felt like I was intruding. One month later, my mom drove me back to the manor and pointed to my bedroom window and stated, That is your new bedroom. I was pumped. I was an only child and I was very excited to move into that badass home. I knew there were some epic sleepovers to be had, as well as some killer hide-and-seek games, and a new bedroom to make my own. This brings me to the first happening. We were moved into the home by March 2000, and probably only had lived there for two weeks at this point. My bedroom was located down the hall from my parents. It had its own bathroom, a half bath directly across the hall, and in my room, there was a walkthrough closet that was directly attached to another small room. I was very excited as well as intrigued. Homes built in the early 1900s usually had rooms attached to a nursery for a nurse or a caregiver. After a few weeks, I finally had my room the way I wanted it, but there were several restless nights and I could not sleep. Being that I was 10 years old, I tried to shake off that feeling and chalked it up to being in a new environment. Everything was new to me. New room, new sounds, new smells. But I was wrong. One night, I felt like I was being watched. Then it happened. I finally fell asleep and was awoken by the feeling of someone sitting on the edge of my bed. My eyes flew open. At the time, we had just gotten a new puppy, and she had been sleeping in my room, so I assumed it was her. But as my eyes adjusted to the darkness, I saw her on the floor, sound asleep, in her own bed. Trying to brush it off as if it was nothing, I closed my eyes again, but moments later, it happened again. I sat straight up and felt someone intently watching me. I froze. I couldn't move. I sat there, staring. And as I was sitting there, the door to the adjoining bedroom slowly cracked open. And then abruptly slammed shut. I freaked. I started screaming for my mom and she came rushing in. I told her what had happened. So she said she would sleep with me until I felt better. 
that one night turned into a week-long sleepover with my mom because I was just so scared. After that night, it all went quiet for about a month, and I tried to convince myself that it was just the air kicking on or a draft, or maybe it was my puppy. Things felt normal, but it didn't last. Full body chills. I need to hear more about this manner. It sounds absolutely amazing and incredible and beautiful and terrifying. So I need to hear more. I cannot wait. I will say out of all the things that happened in my house, no doors have slammed shut, which thank God, because I don't know if I could ever recover from that. I definitely feel like I'm being watched most days, especially right now while I'm talking about this, but it might be because I'm talking about it. But a slamming door, that's a whole lot of nope. So thank you so much for sharing that. That is amazing. I really cannot wait to hear more. So thank you. Our last story is from Rebecca, and it's called The Ghastly Ghost Story. In my lifetime, there have been some unexplainable events that have happened, and because of these, my husband has called me a conspiracist. However, the one that stands out the most happened in March of 2020. My aunt had avoided going to the doctor for a very long time because she knew something was wrong. In 2020, my cousin realized my aunt was very sick. She was skin and bones. So she insisted my aunt go see a doctor immediately. Then, in February 2020, they learned that cancer had invaded her body, and it had been there for quite some time. The prognosis was not good. Within weeks of the diagnosis, my aunt was fading. At the time, COVID, the dreaded C-word, was spreading around the world, but my aunt was battling another C-word, and so my mom knew she needed to be there with her sister. She needed to help take care of her and be there for my cousin to support her during this difficult time. On March 10th, 2020, my aunt, surrounded by loved ones, went around the room telling each person what she remembered most about them. Unfortunately, this was the last time she would be able to, and sadly I missed her last day on earth. At least her last living day in physical form. I arrived in California on March 11th, 2020, the day after she passed and my cousin was telling me how her son saw a random rainbow after my aunt left this world, and how he knew it was Nana. She was devastated. Not only had she lost her mother, but she longed to have her own rainbow moment. She confided in my mother, and as they were talking, the lamp in her living room turned off. This lamp was not connected to a light switch, so it was not possible to be turned off any other way by someone else that was not in that very room. As my mom and cousin continued to talk, the lamp turned back on, proving to them that there was no shortage in the lamp or in the wires. The lamp never shut off on its own ever again. Later that day, after I arrived, my cousin told me that I would be staying in her mother's room, my aunt's room. This is the same room where she passed away the day before. Sure, I was a little creeped out, but I was okay. I shut the blinds in the room just to be sure that no one would have the opportunity to play tricks on me, but I made sure to sleep with the lights on 
just in case. Nothing out of the ordinary seemed to happen until I decided to take a cardigan sweater off and put it on the recliner in my aunt's room. Let me explain. I didn't just place it on the recliner. I draped the arms around the back of the recliner, almost like I was wrapping a sweater around the shoulders of the recliner to keep it warm. I stepped around the corner into the kitchen to grab something and walked right back into the room. Apparently the recliner was not cold, because my sweater had moved about two feet away and was laying in a heap on the floor. I know I did not see it move, but I had only stepped out of the room for a moment and was just around the corner. I know for a fact no one went in there, not even the dogs. Another point I want to make is my sweater was secure around the recliner. A dog could not have knocked it off. Even if the dog knocked it off, there's no way the sweater would be two feet away from the recliner, laying in a heap. When I heard my cousin come down the stairs, I wanted to make sure I was not losing my mind. So I asked my cousin if she had gone into the room. I mean, I know she hadn't because she was coming down the stairs, but I just had to ask. She said she had been upstairs the whole time. When she asked why, I led her to her mother's room and showed her my sweater lying in the floor and explained to her how it was originally wrapped snugly around the recliner. She thought I was pulling her leg, but I swore I had just left the room for a minute and I did not see anyone go in there, but when I went back in, my sweater was on the ground. Both of us being very skeptical, tried different scenarios to see if we could recreate the whole event. We turned the ceiling fan on and tossed the sweater in the air to see if it would fly two to three feet away. I crawled on my hands and knees by the recliner to try to pull the sweater off and it still did not budge. After several attempts, we concluded that I had what my cousin called a rainbow moment. Until we meet again. Okay, so you know I have been experiencing things moving in my house and even though this person that I don't have a connection with even though he's the one that I think moves things in the house, it it does make you question your own sanity. It's like, am I going nuts? And maybe the answer is maybe I am. But it still is enough to make you stop and say that wasn't there a moment ago. Thank you for sending in that story. I am so happy that you got your rainbow moment with your aunt. And I really hope your cousin gets one as well. All right, guys. I am anxiously awaiting more stories, so please send them in. This podcast is for sharing my own happenings as well as yours. So please feel free to email those to ghostgossip247 at gmail.com. And if you would like to remain anonymous, please just let me know and I'll make that happen. Thank you for listening. And until then, they'll see us later.